The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Thanks for joining the FX Missions Leadership Moment. This is a multi-part series in Profiles in Leadership. If you're not already subscribed, please do so at leadersmoment.org or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Leadership Moment and you'll get the rest of this conversation as it unfolds. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy. You're going to have to adapt. You and me together, uh, our time together in missions, improvise, adapt, and overcome. That That is the way of the kingdom. <laughs> you, you, if, you, if you think you understand it, you don't. You, mm. uh, we, we really have to pray that the Lord lead us not into the temptation to, to wrap our hands too tightly around what has been, because if we do that, then we sacrifice what could be. Right. Yeah. The, I think that having a heart and a mind for that matter, that realizes there's more to learn. There's, mm-hmm. there's yet more to know. There's yet more to experience and there's yet more to be enlightened with. I think that anytime we think that truth is fixed, I mean, there, it is, it is, specific okay but we don't none of us have all of it (laughs) you know so so even though it is i mean it's a a very truth is precise it it gives us a feeling because of that that it you know it misleads us a little bit in our interpretation of that fact to think that we've got it all together or we understand everything there is to know and that i think we've got to be always in a position where we are ready to learn and ready to grow, yep. and ready to see something we haven't seen, and ready to understand something more fully than we've seen it before, or we've understood it before. And that is, I think, demonstrated very well by John Wimber. And, and you know, he was navigating, like you say, dangling from a rope is, uh, is awkward. You know, <laughs> being out there at the front of something breaking open, is it's, it's kind of a risk or a lightning rod kind of position. You know, you're going to, you're going to attract a lot of stuff. You're going to attract a lot of good things, a lot of grace, a lot of endowment from God to take those next steps. And you're also going to draw a lot of fire from the yeah. enemy. So a uh, lot. And, yeah. And he, and he did. He, he was, he was very, uh, the accuser was not far from him. <laughs> mm, yeah. And, and there was, there was a lot of people that thought he was a heretic. And I actually was emailing with somebody the other day who had, who took issue with some of the people who have been highly impacted by John Wimber in ministry today, calling them heretics. And I said, if you mean heretic in, in the sense of a heretic means somebody who teaches something that's not normative, is not 
typical in the church, then sure, maybe these people are heretics. But if you're going to go in that direction, then someone who teaches something abnormal as a heretic, you're going to have to put Jesus himself in that category, John the Baptist. You're going to have to put Martin Luther, all of the church reformers, like all these people, you're going to have to call them heretics. If, however, you mean somebody who leads leads people to a false god, meaning false teachers, then that is a completely different thing to, to call somebody, and it's a very serious accusation. But John Wimber always pointed to Jesus, always mm-hmm. pointed to Jesus. And that, that was there was just an obsession with Jesus, and not just with God in general, but with Jesus mm-hmm. and with the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit and, and the love of the Father. And I loved the legacy that I received, that I always was able to relate each person in, in the, the Godhead, that I felt like I had a real relationship to the Holy Spirit, because I, I knew the voice of the Holy Spirit and and the power of the Holy Spirit. I also had just a love for Jesus and what he did on the cross and in his resurrection. But at the same time, it was all based from, from the love of the Father and his his heart of the Father's heart. I mean, that, that is, the Father's heart is like a whole series that, that they of music uh, mm-hmm. albums that they did. And mm-hmm. it was evident, you know, like he had a real understanding and a dynamic connection to all three of them had a heart for all that. And so I just, I just love that part of who he is as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that at a time when the father God wanted to emphasize his heart, <laughs> you know, yeah. these guys, these guys were sensing that, especially musically, obviously there was teaching to go with it, but I think the music outreached the teaching in the sense, in the sense that it went wider than, than uh, yeah. maybe their normal teaching or maybe their normal service type of impact would go. I, yep. And that was in our times, uh, even today, and especially even in those days, people having father issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is an important component of leadership, especially right. in, a, in a familial sense, in a spiritual family, in a, a natural family, or in community, to have those pillars that reflect the Father's heart, that are occupied with the Father's heart, that are contemplating what the Father's heart is toward us and how we can reflect that. That is so essential, not only in the late 90s when it was pouring hot coals on my tongue, <laughs> but, but you know, and burning, burning through me like fire, but also during the days in which we live incredibly important. I think that's one of the components of Wimber's contribution, that if you don't know about John Wimber, if you haven't heard of him, you basically are hearing his name for the first time, you want to go back and and pull out some of that stuff about the Father's heart. Wow. Powerful stuff. So good. And and he, he just, I think, empowered people to do Christianity as normal, like supernatural, I think naturally supernatural is a, is a phrase that they used a lot back then, mm. uh, to mm. not use religious or religious language or language that only meant, that meant something very specific, and you could only understand it if you were a part of, like, the inside crew, but just talk normal. I remember mm. learning how to how to prophesy back in the day, and I would hear, you know, maybe a prophetic person on TV, that, and they'd speak a certain way, and and I'd go to church and get trained in this stuff. And it was like, no, 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 don't say it weird. Say it like you. 
weird isn't supernatural. Weird is just weird, and nobody's gonna <laughs> understand you. And, 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 and so, so I think that just making it accessible. And I think that as leaders, we we have to be accessible. Jesus was accessible. The 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 disciples felt free enough to just manifest their insecurities, their territorialism, all of that kind of stuff when they're they're saying, "Hey, these guys are casting out demons, uh, but they're not part of our youth group." And he's like, "Guys." demons in is bad demons out is good <laughs> you know like <laughs> let, let's if they're not against us they're for us and mm. let's just be normal let's be accessible let's be inclusive and not in a, in a bad way where we include yeah. everybody but like that we are accessible we are normal and relatable yeah and uh, I, I think that that has to that has to be something that we have as leaders that the people who are following us or that we are attempting to lead, maybe we're not leading them, but that they feel comfortable to be a mess in front of us mm-hmm. and not feel judged or pushed away, but covered and uh, endorsed and and viewed through a benefit of the doubt situation. That we're not going to put them on probation because they messed up. We're going to bring them closer and bring them in under our wing to to show them how not to make those mistakes again. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, that's so key. I think a lot of times we, you know, so much about what you said, I'd like to comment on the fact that the father walking in the garden, calling Adam, where are you? He was trying to close the gap on Adam when Adam was attempting to hide from someone who fills the universe with his glory. Right. I mean, it's going to be hard to hide (laughs) from him. But uh, you know what I'm saying? The, the, The father, God's trying to close the gap on us in the full knowledge of our weakness. I think a lot of times in in religious things or in churchianity or whatever, we make mistakes. And I, I think, you know, we're, we're fully qualified to do so. And we're weak people and we are going to continue to be weak people because we're people. But to have had the opposite experience where somebody's ready to throw you away because you made a mistake, that's unfortunate. And I think it's, uh, we see too much of that. I think that father heart piece is what, you know, I was telling somebody this morning, they asked about my lion ring and I've wear this yep. thing and have worn it forever. And they say, Hey man, uh, what's going on? What's the deal with that lion ring? I said, well, you know, that's my prodigal ring. Are you familiar with that term? The guy said, I have never heard that word prodigal. I said, uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> We're about to have a conversation. And we did have a conversation. But you think about the prodigal son who wasted the half of his father's fortune on uh, a big time and then found himself to be a total washout, thinking his father would throw him away. He finally got his courage to come back. And the father said, hey, come on here. Where's my ring? Where's my, you know, where's my robe? Where's my fatted cap? That part about leadership is so powerful that we don't throw away those who are just being weak people like we all are, but that mm-hmm. we're closing, attempting to close the gap. And sometimes people are so, they feel so, they reject even themselves. You know, it's hard to yep. close the gap on somebody who's evading. But I think the Lord is constantly trying to do that and to overcome our own injury that we've uh, most yep. often self-inflicted. I know we're coming to the, to the end of your time, Vince, in terms of your availability, we'll get you on another session for another leader, but uh, Sounds good. What, would, what would you like to say 
as a final remark about John Wimber? Man, what it seems like we could uh, go on and on about him, but I uh, I would say uh, if people haven't read anything of him or by him, just search for videos of his healing and his teaching on YouTube. It, it is his signs and wonders teaching is just uh, unbelievable, and it, he's he's normal. He embraces the awkward. He embraces the 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 path not the destination, but walking the path with God and, and uh, just a, a great example. And I, I was honestly surprised at, at how much impact he had on me. I wanted to talk about him. I, I think I sent you like six different leaders <laughs> to talk about, um, and I decided to go with, with him. And, and as we've been talking, I'm, I'm surprised at how much he had actually impacted me and how wide of a swath he, he, had, he had affected uh, in me. Uh, and I think that as leaders, we we impact people more than we think, and probably more than than they think too. And uh, we won't know until we get get that good judgment at the the end of time or the beginning of the next set of time. I guess would be more accurate. Uh, <laughs> and and we just don't know. Our impact is yet to be seen. And I love that God looks for the ways to bless us, not ways to whack us. And, yeah, uh, that, Amen. it's a uh, it's an awesome thing about God, and it's exemplified in John. Absolutely, and I think that Wimber showed us uh, how to finish strong in a lot of ways, and I think that that is key to having you know our fruitfulness examined at the end. We need to start strong. We need to finish strong. Vince, if someone wants to get back in touch with you or they want to hear more about what you've got to say, obviously we'll publish this. We'll put some links there. We're going to put some links to other content so that people could easily reference John. But if someone wants to reach out to you for a question or any any comment or input, how would they reach you? You can find me on Facebook, Vince Corcoran. Last name is C-O-R-C-O-R-A-N. I'll even throw out my personal email address, Vince.Corco, C-O-R-C-O at gmail.com. Please feel free to reach out to me. I am uh, more than willing to not only have personal discussion about this, but I'd, I'd love to just talk and get to know people. I, I love speaking at churches. I'm an author of two books that are available on, on Amazon. I love traveling. I traveled with, with Scott out of the country, and I've done a lot of teaching on the, on the prophetic outside of the United States and across the United States. So I'd, I'd love to, to get involved with anything that anybody wants to be involved in. <laughs> awesome, bro. Well, we appreciate your heart to serve and have a contribution. As always, man, I appreciate your friendship. Love you and your family. Thank you for who you are and for your walk. It's a, it's a joy, bro. I got to say that. Let's double back soon to get yep. you uh, one of those other six that you recommended. We'll, we'll get somebody, uh, get somebody. Absolutely. And maybe, maybe we can get you up here in the Pacific Northwest and, uh, we can record it in the same room. That would be wonderful. I'll look at flights when we conclude here. <laughs> I love that <laughs> part good. of the country. Awesome. As for me, I'm Scott McClelland and this is your FX missions leadership moment. If you need to contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. until next time. Have a good one. Please join us for the continuing conversation, Profiles in Leadership with FX Missions and the Leadership Moment. If you haven't already subscribed, please do so by going to leadersmoment.org or just wherever you get your podcast, search for Leadership Moment. We should be there. Thanks for joining us. 
This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.